Hey everyone, this is Alex here with a quick message about today's episode. Some, well, most of the tracks we play in today's episode contain profanity and suggestive themes. So, if you have suggestible listeners nearby, or just aren't inclined to hearing this sort of stuff, please go ahead and skip this episode. For the rest of you, enjoy the show! Between the Shelves, the premier Saverhill Library podcast. I am your host, Alex, and this week I am joined by Stephanie. Hello, Alex. And Melissa. Hey, Alex. Thank you both for joining me. Thanks for having us. Oh, so, it's a pleasure to be here. I wrote up on the um, our staff break room chalkboard months and months ago uh, for topic suggestions for the podcast, and not an hour, it seems, like after I put the prompt up on the board... The first suggestion was 90s rap. Yeah, that was me. From Melissa. I'm a 90s kid. So it's taken us a while to get in the booth and record this episode, but uh, I'm intrigued. Why Why did that come to you so fast? Why were you ready to go? I think because there's a lot of celebrations this year, 2023, for the 50 years of hip hop. So when I saw that on the chalkboard, I was like, well, it has to be. It has to be 90s hip-hop because, I mean, we're celebrating it right now. Right. So that that was my major thing. And then people built onto my 90s hip-hop. Some said R&B. Some said other 90s things. So I guess we have a big lover of the 90s around here. Yeah. I was intrigued because I I listen to hip-hop, but I really only listen to 90s hip-hop. So yes. what what is it about the 90s that, like, is that, like, the pinnacle of hip-hop? It was, like, just starting. I feel like it was just starting and it was like <clears throat> like 1992 is when I started really getting into music and that was when I purchased my first cassette album which was Mary J Blige What's the 411 produced by Puff Daddy hello he was like the hit producer of the 90s yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah I feel like R&B and hip hop really took off in the 90s and because that's when I grew up that's what I loved and I surrounded myself with. So I can totally remember walking to school with my Sony Walkman. Mary J is playing and just being the happiest kid. <laughs> I think we have a lot of 90s babies you know, I was on 89. staff right, yeah, right now. But you were but a kid the 90s, in the 90s. Yeah, the, yeah. They formed me. Yeah. yeah. So I don't really remember listening to much hip hop during the 90s. I got into 90s hip hop probably in the 2000s. Um, so like in the 2000s, I, I just didn't like pop. I think rap had turned pop, and I was not interested at that point. Like, I remember at all my school dances, it was like 50 Cent, Eminem. Uh, you know, like, it was like very, like, clubby pop. It felt like pop music to me, and I wasn't, like, into that like at the time. Hits. Yeah, it was like dance hits. But, like, when I discovered 90s rap, I was like, oh, this is something totally different. Like, this is, like... This is jazz. This is like, this is... And it's really good, like, storytelling music. Yes, absolutely. You know, like, that hip-hop was, you can tell a story. I mean, I do like some of the rap and hip-hop nowadays, which is less storytelling, but I feel like back then it was was definitely more of a personal story to it. More poetry, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the musicality of it, I think, was... Some of it's just crazy. Yeah, I'm still discovering it now. I was yeah, talking about yeah. doing deep dives on Spotify. So, like, 
listening to I was a kid, very young kid in the ni- early 90s when a lot of this was coming out. So I'm learning a lot more about some of the more in-depth like artists and stuff. And yeah. it surprises me. And like sometimes just driving in the car and like a song come on Spotify and just like, this is awesome. How did I not know about this before? I'm always discovering new artists mm-hmm. which I love I love how deep the 90s were like the underground scenes like it seems like there's always more to more to discover always uh, I was telling Alex that um I'm really excited about part of the archives conference that I want to go to they have a whole a speaker that's talking about just the Long Island hip-hop scene and how it influential it was to rap on a whole it's always you know historians focus on the inner city ness of rap. Yeah, especially but the Bronx. really like so much of it came um was made on Long Island, like Queens to out east even, like, you know, uh-huh. wine well, I consider wine dance out east, even though it's not really that far. Uh, you know, like um it was all over Suffolk County, Nassau County. So um that history kinda like I'm learning a lot more about it now. And as a local history librarian, I kinda like love that I can learn about that at like a library. Yeah, event. I mean, we we're currently like where Sayville is an hour away from like where rap was founded. Yes. Which so we should we should be better versed in it. You know, it's a whole musical genre was born on this island, and so so for this episode, we've each chosen four or five tracks that are some of our favorites, some of our highlights from '90s rap and '90s yes. hip hop. Who wants, should we just get right into it now? We can talk about the songs as we go. I feel yeah. like we have a lot of music yeah. to cover, so we should just, let's just start. Yeah, and we don't really know, well, Alex knows all of our songs, but I don't know what Melissa picked. Okay. I don't know what Alex picked, all so. Right. So, um, I think this band, I'll start with this band because I think they were on almost all three of our lists. <laughs> I know, Steph, you had them on your list, too. Um, and I want to start with this band because they're, they might be my favorite 90s hip-hop group. Uh, it's A Tribe Called Quest. Um, so good. And when I think 90s hip hop, like this is the first band that comes to mind. And I just watched a great documentary. I'll talk about that after the song. Okay. But um, so this is off their album, The Low End Theory, which I, I think is their best album. It's called Check the Rhyme. Check the Rhyme. So step off the Frankfurter. Yo, fight. You remember that routine? That way you still make spissy like Mr. Clean. Um, um, a tidbit. Um, a spitbit. I don't... All right. I, w- I want to just play the whole song, but we got a lot to get through. So Tribe Called Quest. This is like the an album that I can just put on and just play the whole way through. You know, you can play it in the background. You can play it at a barbecue. It's just great. Just the, the beats are amazing. They uh, always have amazing beats, yeah. Q-Tip and Fife Dog are the MCs, and the DJ is DJ, Al, uh, DJ Ali Shahid Muhammad, uh, who makes some of the just best beats of the 90s, in my opinion. Just that, just the funkiness. I love, I just love these beats. I agree. Yeah. The, uh, so many of their songs are just fun to listen to. The lyrics usually can tell a story, but don't always... Yeah. So, like, some of their songs, like, you can go on, like, a whole, um, like, 
Did you ever listen to I Left My Wallet in El Segundo? Yeah. Like, it's so ridiculous, but it's so much fun. But then they also have like the the jazz music that they incorporate into the songs, plus the beats. It's just like so much fun to listen to, like yeah. almost every track. Yeah, this band, I think they got like their their start because they were just pulling the best samples. Like uh, the documentary that I mentioned earlier, I think it's called Beats, Rhymes, and Life, A Tribe Called Quest Story or Yes, or I have like that. that in my notes. It's a great documentary about the band and it kind of bounces around their history and their final tour. Um, and it was all made before Fife Dog passed away. Oh, so okay. you get to see the whole band, you get to get like one-on-one -on -one interviews with them. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic documentary and they really go into like how they would like scour record stores and they would listen to their parents like jazz albums and funk albums and just pull all these amazing samples. And DJ uh, Ali was just, he just really like revolutionized hip hop, just putting together these amazing beats. This um, album in particular is also one of my favorites, and the song Electric Relaxation. Yeah, oh, I almost chose that Such one. a favorite, right? Because oh, just the beats. And that reminds me of me hanging out in the mall in the early 90s, going to the arcade, meeting boys, having a fun summer. Like, that was the number one song for like the summer soundtrack yeah. for me. And this album has absolutely stood the test of time, and I have a couple of facts on it before we move on. Yes. So this is Rolling Stone. They did 500 greatest albums of all time. This is number 154. Nice. Uh, and the Library of Congress selected the low-end theory for preservation in the National Recording Registry. So I'd love to hear it. <laughs> this is timeless. Yes. I think this is like one of the first, um, one of the few albums I have a viv like vivid memories of listening to, like with my brother and his friends like someone had the cd and yes. everyone was obsessed with scenario and the scenario was like the most popular yeah. one right that was so video many, yeah, so many yeah. that was what you would hear on the that was probably like their first radio single probably yeah scenario. like the, main, the most mainstream mm -hmm. track which was a lot of fun and uh, just for reference this is 1991 so that's another reason i want to choose this one first so we can yeah. start off the 90s this is where, like what not this is what like early 90s hip-hop definitely be. definitely all right who, who wants to go next well, I did start off with Mary J's Real Love. Okay. Because that was the song that kind of put her on the map, I think. Let's hear it. All right, go for it. favorites and I think that's also when that whole R&B started taking off more on that hip-hop side rather than yeah. totally all soul and slow Puff Daddy came in and added more beats and more more fun to it so this is from her what's the 411 album which you know is what year also this came out? 1992. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say, it sounds yeah. like it's an early 90s hip-hop yes. song because it's not like overproduced. It's still like... Yes. The beat and the MC. Like, it's just... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this was from What's the 411 album, which kids today wouldn't even know what 411 is. <laughs> but true. you would say, what's the 411? You would you would page someone 411, which meant, you know, like, what's the info? What's happening yeah. tonight? But now you have to go to the library to find out what the 411 is. <laughs> you can't even dial 411. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> we are the 411. We are. You need to come to the library because we're the literal 411. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, classic. All right, what do we got next? Should we, we have another Mary J. Blige. Should we roll right into it, or did you want to that save it? That was the What's the 411? Mm -hmm. So good. Because that had Grand Pooba in it. All right, let's hear that. Here's another Mary J. Blige track, uh, one of Melissa's picks. Hey, what's the 411 It's got that like laid back yeah like I love that. classic groove Yeah great track great album Oh so good all right, Steph. What do you what do you got for us? So, I mean, we're in the early '90s, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it in 1992, and go with my um, classic crisscross track. Okay. So, in the early '90s, I was young, and this is what I was listening to on loop in uh, my headphones, and it's still a jam. with their like backwards clothes like, we're getting too wild in this this is breaking stuff i'm knocking stuff over yeah they had the whole style backwards jeans backwards like backwards shirts yes yeah. backwards hats mm -hmm. um and people did try to emulate that in the 90s i do remember kids trying to come to school with backward jeans on it doesn't it work so yeah but that's still i listened to the a few songs on this album recently and uh it's an excellent song. I was listening like these kids really could rap. Like, um, yeah, super cute. That was one of the things that sold. They yeah, and they were like about my age. They were probably a little like right around my age. So yeah, they were only little teeny bopper like, rappers. Oh also. yeah, with their cute little braids and everything. Yeah, it was very cool. There was a lot of songs about jumping around that time. Yes, there was also jump around. Yes, that would have been a good one. Yeah, next episode. Okay, <laughs> House of Pain, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, nice, great track, great track. All right, I'm gonna jump ahead a couple of years. So the oh, next song okay. I have is from '95. Great. Uh, right I think '95, '96. That's like peak years oh, for me. Yes, me too. Um, so this this next track um, is by an artist called Big L. So Big L, um, he only had one album that come out before he was murdered. Yeah. Um, but he had one other posthumous album come out called The Big Picture. Um, but this is, which is fine. It's not as good as uh, the, the album called Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous, which came out in 95. Um, so this track, my, my friend Ian introduced me to, and it's his favorite 
song. Uh, he can he knows his whole song by heart. He can just freestyle, or not freestyle, but he can just do it from the top of his head. Um, Ian and I used to have a radio show together, and he would play the song regularly. Uh, props to Ian out there listening. And uh, this might be like my favorite hip hop track of all time. I think it has just the best lyrics. So uh, this is Put It On by Big L. Hey, yo, you better flee, hops, or get your head flown three blocks. L key rappers, hearts pumping like beat box. And every day I gain clout in my name, sprout. Some brothers will still be born just to practice. by Big Al. Just the best voice. He had such good like flow, like his timing and everything was just impeccable and it's uh, it's a shame that we lost him uh, too early because I would have loved to see what else he could do. Uh-huh. Man, just so many great lines in that. And this, I know, I know. Just makes so me many smile. See, we, we, we wanted, oh, man, you so were good. talking about going, to listen to it. like a, being on a time crunch Mm-hmm. And I just played about a minute of that song. Well, also, like, you don't notice how long the intros on some of these songs are by the time you get to the actual, like, lyrics. I had, yeah. I, I had actually had a note started at 18 seconds, and I just let it play all the way through. It's fine. Uh, so, yeah, this is, this is Put It On by Big L off the album Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous. I like it. Yes, I approve. We love Big L. All right. Melissa, are you up? Yeah. Um, okay. So the my next choice is gonna be Brooklyn Zoo, Old Dirty Bastard, which <laughs> This is why we have the parental advice. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I tried to keep it to some tame ones because I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. But it's it was not easy. This That's was also a relatively tame I feel like compared to some other choices I could well he gets make. more deep into yeah. the lyrics of the story he gets a little more angry yeah <laughs> just one of the best voices oh my god, god it's just so there's just, nothing like, else like it no it's, you, as unhinged. soon as he starts singing you yes. know who it is yeah it's so unhinged is the right way yeah. yeah what was I listening to something came on this morning on that shimmy shimmy y'all such a good one I mean honestly Inclined. where does that come from yeah. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yay. It's great stuff there. This is quality music we're talking about here. You can't help but sing along. Yeah. Who couldn't figure? Oh, <laughs> oh this is great. This is just library music. This is... <laughs> and I was listening to this in the car outside of the library and thinking, am I hyping myself up for my shift? Yes. At the library? Do you ever roll into the parking lot thinking like, maybe I should turn my music down? 
quite often. Sometimes it's so. I pulled up today, had my hip hop blasting, and there was the the guy sitting outside on the lawn earthing. Oh yes. With his feet in the grass, and I said I should lower this down and not ruin his meditative moment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steph. I think it's your turn. What okay. do you have next for us? Um, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw it back a little farther, and uh, so one of my favorite groups ever, Salt and Pepper. Yes. Um, which track did I tell you to play? Cause I had a couple and I can't remember. Oh yeah. So this one's got some borderline questionable lyrics. That's why I was going to okay. pick another one. But anyway, um, I sing this in my head all the time because it's applicable a lot. Uh, somebody's getting on my nerves from very necessary, which the whole album, <clears throat> the whole album is awesome. Shoop is on this one, which was probably their like most mainstream but I love this one. Just the beginning of it is amazing. Another long intro. I saw them live at they played a Hofstra Fall Fest not that long ago after I graduated. Um, I think one or two of their nieces were currently attending Hofstra or something like that. Um, but, you know, they're from uh, New York, Queens, I think. Um, and then I saw them play at the New Kids on the Block show at the Coliseum. Yes, I heard about that. They were part of that, and it was just the whole the show was amazing. Oh, that's great. You know, there's also a great uh, female rapper from back in the days, also MC Light, mm-hmm. which I didn't think of at the time, but. It was hard, like, Picking just a couple down. of songs. Yeah. There's so many. That's um, why I kept it to like three because I could have went off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to also uh, at the same around the same time. It was Queen Latifah um, was really big then in the early yes. '90s. Like, which is funny. She just sang the national anthem at the football game oh, the other she? day, and I thought Queen Latifah's singing. Yay! She's got a great and voice. And it was awesome. She had like a backup choir and everything. It was superb. She is still a queen. <laughs> I was into um, quite a few really amazing female rappers. It was very girl power. Yeah. Very much. Um, it was very much like Little Kim and Foxy Brown. Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott was all over the place. And she's still amazing because she still produces and does beats and all that stuff. So she's very much involved in the hip hop game. Craziest music videos. Uh, What's her, the hit where she's in like the big puffed up suit and she's like in the fan. I can't stand the rain. The rain. Yeah, the rain, the rain. Rain. I think I'm thinking of Get Your Freak On. All of her videos were really crazy. Really good performances and costumes and lights and Yeah. yeah, everything was... Very cool. A whole package. All right, it's my turn. Oh, okay, what do you have? All right, so we couldn't do a 90s hip-hop episode without talking about the Fuji's The Score. Mm. Uh, this is 
such a great album. A great album. Every single song, I think, on this album is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, came out in 1996, and this is another album that kind of transcend hip-hop. It went Billboard number one when it came out. Uh, it was the second rap album to be nominated for Album of the Year at the Grammys. Just a trivia question. Do you know what number the first hip-hop album to ever be nominated for Best Album of the Year is? It was in 1991. No. I bet once you hear it, it'll make sense. It was MC Hammer's Please Hammer it. Don't I Hurt. I was going to guess that. I, was, I swear to you. And he's on my you list have, right here. You have MC Hammer on your list. Down on my list there. Uh, so this album is, is a Stone Cold classic. The score, 1996. Band members of the, uh, of the Fugees are Lauryn Hill, Wyclef Jean, and Pross. Well, uh, Lauren Hill and Wyclef Jean both went on to have hugely successful solo careers. And I think we're going to play a Wyclef song later okay. i think uh so lauren hill is also amazing i did see her we live. did a whole episode on that's <laughs> jeez so close <laughs> um, um yeah lauren hill's phenomenal yeah she uh, was great live too so there's a, a half a dozen hits on this album yeah. but the song that i played is a, i guess a little bit slightly deeper cut i didn't uh-huh. want to um it's zealots so here we go oh, this I had to let it, the track play so we could hear Lauren Hill. Um, yeah. What a voice, man. Beautiful voice. And I just love the, this beat. That's why I chose this track. It's just such an infectious beat. And fun fact, Lauren Hill did do a song with Mary J. Blige, and it was on Lauren's album. I think I... Education? Mm-hmm. It was um, I Used to Love Him, and it was Mary J. and Lauren Hill, and it's one of my favorites on her album. You wouldn't hear it on the radio. You wouldn't hear it. It's just so good. So good. That's my, uh, that was my next pick. Well, do you want to go into my Wyclef flick pick? Oh, yeah. Let's, let's hear that. Wyclef. Yeah. Only because um, I had, I was going to pick one with him, uh, of his, from the same album that Lauren Hill's on. But then I went with a more, like, mainstream one that was on the radio that people remember. Okay. Um, so the album's The Carnival from 1997. Mm-hmm. Has a lot of great tracks. Um, I picked this one because it's fun. And his whole album is fun. He does, like really funny like intros like there's whole tracks that just him like skits skits yeah like goofing off um so his whole album most of his his other albums are like that too they're fun to listen to but anyway this is um 
We trying to stay alive where they sample the food, uh, the Bee Gees beats. Oh, it's so good. Sam Goody, not even in existence. That's where I got all my CDs. Sam Goody was my favorite spot to visit in the mall. I think this probably the late '90s where you start getting into the more pop, like where it started to get more mainstream pop. You'd hear this, this on like Z100. Like song like this is yeah, yeah this is a crowd pleaser. This is a BLI for sure. Hit definitely, but it is one of the fun ones. Wyclef is a lot of fun. Yeah, man, that sampling is so good too. So yes. Cool. And it's great, and then like you know the the when when it just like drops out, you know, and it's just the beat in the background. It's just he's got some great yeah. songs. I'm glad you mentioned skits. That's one thing I wanted to talk about. It's like that's like something that's such a hallmark of I guess all hip hop really nowadays. But like all these albums, especially a tribe called Quest, like they had these whole tracks that were just them just goofing around. Like, yeah. and that was like I remember hearing that for the first time and being like, you can just do that, like. <laughs> The half so of half funny. of the carnival, like every other, yeah, I think like every other track is him doing a skit or some kind of long intro or outro. Yeah, and it's just funny, fun to listen to. I feel like the album that I recommended to you was it Black Sheep? That album I feel like has a lot of intros and funny little skits yeah. and like little acted out scenes. Do they do that now when you're just making it? Album for well, like streaming, like yeah, right? Because you're just streaming songs. You're not. You don't even have to yeah. stream a whole album. Uh, uh, another artist that I was on my list to play, but they, they didn't make the cut for this episode is uh, De La Soul. Oh. And they had so many skits. Like, oh, they did. So many. Like, they almost had more skits than songs in some of their albums. But, uh, yeah. Man. Great. That was great a, I was great. just, I was talking about how I recently discovered a, a great Spotify radio channel this morning, De La Soul Radio, because it's got such a good assortment of... All that like old East Coast rap that you don't, I haven't found on the other radio quote radios. I'm doing air quotes. And they won't, and you're not going to hear them. They're not going to play them regularly or anything. So it's, it's better really to, good. yeah. So thanks to Steph, I now add another one. To my list. I'll be listening later. And when we do a part two, we'll be ready. Yes. All right, Melissa, do you have another song for us? Yeah, another, um, another banger from 1994, the classic Juicy. By Biggie Smalls. Yes, this was on all three of our lists. Yes, it was. Because <laughs> how could you not? You know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight because I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world's trade. Born sinner, the opposite. 
opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Piece to raw G, Brucey B, kick it free. Funk master flex, love bug star schemes. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Oh. That was the Ready to Die album, 1994. One of the best intros of any song ever. Yes, everybody knows it. Everybody's ready for it when they hear it. <laughs> Another fantastic music video, too. Yes, fantastic music video, fantastic album. The whole album was amazing. Another rapper just taken away too early, in my opinion. I can't even imagine what he would be doing in 2023. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Did uh, anyone watch the... um, Was it a movie or a docuseries about him that was recently... I don't even remember which... I, I did watch it. It was so good. I think I heard about it, but I didn't watch it. Yeah, same. It's a... It's kind of, it's a little bit depressing to watch some of these uh, docu-series about all the early rap artists because there's so many of them I know. Um, yeah. are no longer with us for one reason or another. I can remember my brother having this album first and me taking the cassette from his room and listening and looking at the cover and being like, who is this? Because it was like the baby with the big afro and the pick in his head. And I'm like, what is this? And I fell in love. I fell in love with Biggie, which then made me fall in love with Puff Daddy. He was also the producer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but nineties was was a wild time. Yeah. <laughs> Something like stuff like this is I didn't find until I was later into uh, my teen years. Yeah, and, you know. it stands the test of time, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be born in the eighties or seventies to appreciate this song. I mean, you put this on now, every kid knows it. Yeah. Everyone knows this song. And also, this is another great like like storytelling song because yes. it's just like yes. talking about his life and you know all the good things that came out of his rap career mm-hmm. all right i'm gonna have to cut this song off Go ahead. unfortunately That's but okay. i have another great track coming up next yay so this next band came uh they were prominent throughout the 90s but they really blew up at the end of the 90s uh the band is called the roots you might know them they're the house band for jimmy fallon's late night show now yes. but before that they were a premier hip-hop group. I think they're based out of Philadelphia, if I remember correctly. Questlove, famously, their drummer, Black Thought, the MC. Super, super talented. Um, But the album that I want to highlight is 1999's Things Fall Apart. Um, This is was a huge album. It charted on Billboard. It won the Grammy for Best uh, Rap Performance Group. Uh, and it was nominated for Best Rap Album, but it lost to Slim Shady that year. Um, but this album is fantastic. And the track I want to play is called You Got Me, and it features Erica Badu, who is another just phenomenal singer. Um, she, Erica Badu has an amazing live album. Um, I think it's called Baduism, if I remember correctly. That sounds right, yeah. Uh, just an amazing, amazing album. Uh, so you're going to hear a little bit of her singing in this song. Um, so this is again, it's called You Got Me, featuring Erica Badu. Somebody told me that this planet was small. We used to live in the same building on the same floor. And never met before until I'm overseas on tour. And peep this Ethiopian queen from 
Philly taking classes abroad. She's studying film and photo flash focus record. Says she working on a flick and cut my click through the score. She says she loved my show in Paris at Alicia Momar. And that I stepped off the stage and took a piece of her heart. We knew from the start that things fall apart. Intense and shatter, she like, that shit don't matter when I get home. Get at her through letter phone. Whatever, let's link, let's get together. Shit, you think not? Think the thought went home and forgot. Time passed. We back in Philly, now she up in my spot. Telling me the things I'm telling her. Amazing. So Questlove is actually in a, a jazz band that I like called the Philadelphia Experiment. And if you like this beat, you should check them out because it's like, it's jazz music, but it's like very hip hoppy jazz. And it's great. It's a lot like this. And I actually, I think I saw them at the Newport Jazz Festival, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong about that. The Philadelphia Experiment. Yeah, I love that. Just a tight snare. Oh God, it's so good. Yeah, that's You Got Me featuring Erykah Badu, 1999. So we're coming up the end of the 90s now. The My last one, it's like, it might be the only West Coast song we've done. Did anyone else pick a West Coast song? So I felt like I had to pick at least one. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> because, it's, again, it's so hard to narrow down. I have others on the list. But um, this is one has always been one of my favorites. Still is. I will listen to this. I could listen to this song repeat. It is just you so said much this fun. is a West Coast rap. Yes. Which one? Um, Regulate by Warren G and Nate Dogg. Yes. Because um, so like, it's that G Funk uh, era. Um, this is actually from the album's Regulate G Funk era, nineteen ninety four. Warren G um, with Nate Dogg. Huge favorite between and me and my This girlfriend. this has a long the long intro, but it's Great like story. Everyone knows it immediately. And yeah, it's just telling us like a story of one night, you know. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's just so good. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the E, so I could get some phones. Rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All of you search know what's up with 213. So I hooked a left on 21 and Lewis, some brothers shooting dice. So I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up? Some brothers pulled some heat, so I said, I'm Stuff. These girls peeping me, I'm all glide and swerve. These looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want to bigger, better things than some horny tricks. I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix. I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking myself. I can't believe they taking more and twelve. They took my rings, they took my rope. <laughs> we would be singing along if we could. If we, I would just every word. <laughs> so great. Um, Sixteen in the clip, one in the hole. And this is like, I don't know, the way Nate Dog comes in on that is just like, uh, it's so, so fantastic. I love it so much. Also, R.I.P. Nate Dog. It makes you feel old, doesn't it? It does. Even though they weren't that old when they passed away. No. It makes me feel old. No, they weren't. Yeah. That's what's so sad. It's funny after you bring up the West Coast, I go, oh, really, I really didn't know the West Coast. <laughs> but just the other day, I had watched on TV, it was, I'm sorry, on YouTube, it was the NPR Tiny Desk Concert. And it was Cypress Hill. Oh, yeah. And it was there, you know, they just did a handful of songs live with like a small little audience. And it was so good that I forgot about Cypress Hill. Insane in the membrane. We could do several, we could make a whole series out of this one. The whole West Coast one, yeah. yeah. Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and NWA. Oh, boy. It just, the list just keeps going. I had so many on my list and just to narrow it down was like almost impossible. So I picked this one to represent. <laughs> 
But this is a good representation of the West Coast, definitely. All right, my last track. Um, so this is a band called Gangstar. Have you heard of them? Yep, definitely. Okay, uh, this is off the album Moment of Truth, 1998. Uh, I don't know why I did it out of order. I was going chronologically until now. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, Moment of Truth is a great album. All the way through, you can listen to it, hit after hit. Uh, so Gangstar is a duo. It's Guru and DJ Premier. I think they're an amazing duo. They both went on to have great solo careers after Gangstar. Uh, I actually heard about Gangstar because Guru is from Boston, and you don't hear much rappers coming from Boston <laughs> that uh, made it big. Uh, so that's how I discovered him. But um, this is, I think, their most successful album, Moment of Truth. It went number six on the Billboard and number one on the hip-hop Billboard charts. So this song is called You Know My Steez. Um, great song. So here, let's hear that now. I guess right now we should start the show. Who's this suspicious character strapped with the sounds profound? Similar to rounds spit by Derringers. You're in the terror dome like my man Chuck D said. It's time to dethrone you clones and all you knuckleheads. Cause MCs have used up extended warranties. While real MCs and DJs are a minority. But right about now I use my authority. Cause I'm like the wizard and you look lost like Dorothy. The horror be when I return for my real people. Words of split wigs hitting like some double desert eagles. Sporting caps pulled low and baggy slacks. And all the rappers who lack over premieres tracks Severe facts have brought this rap game to near collapse So as I have in the past, I will bask Dropping lyrics that be harder than sex and candle wax And one-dimensional MCs can't handle that While the world's revolving on its axis I come with mad loving plus the So that's Gangstar right there Guru with the lyrics DJ Premier with the beat A winning, a winning duo right there I agree I think that that's all of our tracks we have to play for you. So that's kind of a little sampling of what the 90s are all about. The tiniest of samplings. The tiniest of sampling. <laughs> we might have to do a follow-up episode in the near future. I say we, should, we, we also need to do a 2000s. Yeah. I had a hard time pick, picking because everything I thought of in the beginning was actually early 2000s. Yes. And as I'm writing, think, you know, reading over my notes and I'm thinking, oh, I forgot to mention Buster Rhymes, who was huge in the 90s. And... EPMD and there's just so many but your brain we we'd be here all day all night into the next day <laughs> yeah a lot of people didn't make the cut uh most deaf uh outcast they actually oh, got started in the 90s yeah. I think they really blew up in the 2000s though mm-hmm. Nas uh, mm. Wu-Tang Clan love Wu-Tang well we did throw in old dirty bastard at least yeah so he's in there <laughs> We uh, mentioned scenario. And we did. Yeah, was on scenario. That's true. So ah. <laughs> we didn't mention him when we. Were no. <laughs> That's the thing. There's so many tracks that like, um, especially when you're talking about like, De La Soul and Tribe Called Quest and uh, all those artists. They would just be on each other's tracks all the time. Yeah. So, so you would hear you them. Would hear them. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's our tracks. Oh, I do have a, a suggestion. People are interested in the um, history of hip hop. There's a very good docu series on Netflix, if you have Netflix, called Hip Hop Evolution, Ooh. and it's like four seasons long. It starts way back um, in the '80s, uh-huh. and like how it evolved from like the clubs and um, kind of disco era, and progressed into the late '80s rap uh-huh. and early '90s, and it goes all the way. It goes through um, the different regions okay. like how the the southern style came in you know the midwest and uh-huh. so it's it really covers 
like all of hip hop. That sounds amazing. I'll definitely it's check really that good. Out. Um, if you need something to binge, yeah. I recommend that one. Definitely. Um, and you you mentioned Melissa. It's the fiftieth anniversary of the origins of hip-hop yeah it's 50 Uh, years of hip-hop they've been having concerts there's been specials on tv there's been fancy library cards that's right brooklyn public that's right they had the like thousands of people come in one day just because they wanted yes yes the jay-z card they had no more that was an excellent marketing uh tactic yes by uh brooklyn public library there i've been getting like inundated with podcasts celebrating the 50th anniversary of of hip-hop and i just want to highlight one that was good i listened to a lot of them but this is my favorite one it's called it was all a dream hip-hop turns 50 it's by the washington post if you'll believe it they had a guest um host come in on the post reports podcast um he's an audio engineer but he was a former um hip-hop producer his name's sean carter and he goes through the whole 50 years evolution of hip hop. I'll put a link to it in our, in our show notes too. Awesome. But it's really good. He interviews uh, like Rakim and all these like early hip hop stars and kind of really like gets a feel for like what it was like at the time and kind of, he, he does a very good thorough history of, of hip hop. So definitely check that one out. And if you can, if you want to go onto YouTube and go to um, NPR's, page tiny they, desk concerts they've also been celebrating the 50 years of hip-hop by doing different tiny desk concerts um i also saw juvenile they had a juvenile yeah, concert the juvenile one blew it was up so great i mean and to even hear them now in 2023 singing back that ass up it was just as good as 94 <laughs> like come on it was awesome so i highly recommend checking out i know that like every two weeks i think they were doing like a different hip-hop artist so definitely check that out. It's been fun watching them in like an acoustic type yeah. of way, you know. Well, you got it, listeners. That's your, your homework for this episode. So thank you both for joining me, Steph and Melissa. Thank you this so was much. a lot of fun. I had a blast. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to be talking about what we're all into. All right. Bye, everyone. Los amigos.